Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, puck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Thanks, Pat, and uh, welcome back to the final hour of uh, Tip Today. And right now it's time for... For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. The lady with all these solutions with me in studio. Good morning to you, Phil. I don't know what solutions I might have, friend, but we're here anyway. We'll give it a go. <laughs> You're here in spirit anyway. Yeah. You knew the late John Bruton. Ah, uh, yeah, and I, I yeah. would like to offer my condolences as well and to the families. Um, he was a very lovely man, very, very kind um, he was, you know, a real, real gentleman and very, very smart, very bright. Mm. And obviously, I mean, he wouldn't have achieved the high office he did had he not been so. But I'm I'm very, very sorry to, to hear at, you know, a relatively young age. 76, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that he's, he's gone to God. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, a, lo- a lot of people uh, very sorry to hear it this morning. I see on my, my text here as well. All right, then, Phil, we will launch into our, our letters. The first letter we were chatting about, the, it is kind of harrowing, isn't it? What's what's awful is, so I suppose, Fran, if if we read it out, yeah. there's certainly going to be inputs, I think, from from the listenership. I would say so, yeah. there's, it's, it, there's quite a lot of conflicts in it, but the changes in this girl... Uh, is is quite recent and it, it's coinciding with the boyfriend who is older right. than her. He, he seems to be painted as the villain of the piece. But anyway, as you say, we'll, we'll read the letter. Dear Phil, can you please help me before I crack up completely? I'm a single mother with an 18-year-old girl. She was a really good kid, no hassle with her at all until she went back to school last September. She has a boyfriend whom I can see is very controlling of her and on the phone to her every minute of the day and night. He's a year older and is working. He has no interest in college, which is fine, but my girl now no longer wants to do anything when she finishes school. I've asked her what she's going to do and she doesn't even answer me. It all came to a head over the Christmas holidays. She went out every single day with him, got up at midday, spent hours doing herself up and then off she went. She never spoke to me over Christmas or told me once what she w- when she would be coming home. One night she didn't come home at all. I text her as she didn't bring her key and I was worried where she was. She replied saying she was staying with him at his house. I can't or won't interfere with what she wants to do, but it's called good manners to tell me whether or not she's coming home. I told her in the future, if she's not coming home, to make sure to tell me. She's very hostile and I would go so far as to say that she hates me. I've tried to talk to her but she just stares at me. She isn't doing any study so God only knows what's going to happen with the leaving cert. She goes off every Friday evening after school and comes home to bed and off again all day Saturday and Sunday with him. She won't uh, let me meet him uh, she says, I will only be asking him questions. She's throwing away her life on this lad. And I see her other friends all studying and wanting to do well. And my girl only wants to be off with this lad. I think she's uh, uh, going to move out after leaving her to live with him. I can't stop her, but she's throwing her way away her life. Her hostility is killing me. She hasn't spoken to me in months, only grunts at me if I'm lucky. Uh, no help to me in the house. I'm very down and depressed about the way that she's turned out. I gave her everything so far as to say I went without to give her the best uh, to make sure that she was happy. I know it sounds like I'm blaming this young dad. Uh, I'm not, but this change in her 
was only happened uh, since she met him. She's isolated herself from her friends as well. I have no one to turn to and I'm worried sick if this all goes pear-shaped. Uh, she's going to take it out on me or worse. He has a car and he drives very fast. So that is a worry as well. Please help me, it says here. Well, like I said, this is a very convoluted and complex story, but the reality of it is that all these changes happened with the the relationship, which is mm. only about twenty weeks or twenty two weeks in, yeah, very actually. Short time. When you so um, and the change is is kind of very unfair to her mother because I'm sure her life wasn't easy. Now the fact that her daughter isn't studying for an upcoming exam, and and it's kind of you know when you put that kind of an investment into schooling people to that level and to that age, it's uh, it's kind of you know to opt out of it at this point is a sort of a waste because I do think she'll be sorry if she doesn't get to pass her leaving cert and give herself some degree of a chance mm. to do either go to college which isn't the answer for everybody and I, I would be the first to admit that or to make something of her life now <clears throat> if I was the mum I would definitely have say listen up to last September you were a dream a dream so proud and so this and so that and would you just not con- would you would you consider to actually invest some of your time and energy into doing your upcoming exam. That's mm. this coming up this year. Um, and, you know, maybe try and get through. There's no point in going off and screeching at her because that's going to bring, bring her nowhere. But her daughter seems to have become very surly and very disrespectful of her mother. Mm. No communication. And, and, yeah, no communication. very, very poor. And I think that's very hard, Fran, when you rear a child Mm. on your own. And we're assuming that she's on her own. She Mm. may not have always been on her own, but she does say she's a single mother and her daughter is 18. Now, the fact that her daughter is 18, it technically means she can do whatever she wants because she's she's the age. Um, But what is awful is that there's a, a very new dimension to her life that wasn't there before and it seems to be going very, very quickly. Mm. Um, and it seems to have gotten serious very quickly, which also happens. And, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that per se. But um, I would I would worry for her because she has decided her mother some sort of a villain and her mother is after doing her best for her because her opening line is she was a really good kid. No ca- hassle with her at all until she went back to school last September. So... Whatever has changed, and it would appear that the boyfriend is is the issue here because she's mm. she's going and spending it all night with them, and she's going and I and I don't know how the man knows that this fella drives very fast in the car. That's, Neighbors are helpful at times. Maybe, like this, maybe, I would maybe, yeah. maybe. Mm. But um, I I do think she needs to try and open the communication again with her daughter and say, listen, you're going to have to have some sort of respect for the fact that we've gotten to this part of our lives and now you seem to be opting out of everything and you're not including me. And, you know, I mean, her daughter can't be so uncommunicative that she just upsets her mum to that extent and this relationship fractures. And I mean the relationship with her mother. Mm. And it seems to be like that, though. Oh, Fran. yeah. I mean, it seems um, to but be they, that, yeah. it, And, I mean, I, I would really, I think, if... if I don't have a daughter, but I I do think that I would want to meet a boyfriend mm. if that's to be the case, because uh, it's a social, normal, 
you know, mm. sort of a thing to happen. And I don't see why they should exclude unless he's a very bad influence on her. And we just don't know. But something has caused her personality to change from the nice girl that she was to being someone now that seems mm. to not care and definitely has no respect for her yeah. her mum, who probably struggled to... Uh, and you know, I think that's part of it too, Phil, the fact that the mum probably did struggle to bring up this, this girl. And she's... I suppose making sure that maybe, you know, she doesn't want that to happen for, for her daughter, that she has because that every, kind of struggle. Yeah, and, and everybody wants the best for their children. Yeah. And there's there's horses for courses. There is something for everyone. Not everyone will go the college route. Some people are terrific at art. Some people are not. Some people are great with their hands. Some people are not. There's every kind and, and all kinds. And having... Having your college degree or whatever, it's 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 part of the course nowadays. But it's not for everyone. There mm. are some people who are going to be terrific carpenters, or you know that they're just good and they're not exclusive in in what they do or how they choose. But I I just feel very sorry for the mum in this situation. But I do think she has she owes it to herself to challenge the daughter and say look you you know I mean you've changed totally in how you treat me and I, I really don't like being disrespected mm, yeah, like I that. Yeah I mean she speaks about uh, complete hostility fact, uh, and, her and hostility she, is killing me she said Yeah I mean, and she, it goes strong, as far as to so. say that she thinks she hates her Yeah. Um, you know and I mean mum now is, you can see that she's upset she said she's she won't leave me meet him as she said I'll only be asking him questions. And again, yeah. like, that's a kind of a normal thing as well. Like, you know, of course. who is he or where yeah, is he from or, yeah. you know. But like, and he's quite young as well. But this this relationship has not gone on very long. And her relationship with her mother was there for 18 years before this fella came oh, along. So and sit her down. Sit her down and say, listen, we, we just, I just want to have a chat with you. And, you know, you do have an exam coming up. You should try and do mm. your best for that. And I don't mind you going out the weekend. But I don't think you should be spending every hour and every minute, uh, you know, mm. with this one person, even though it could be mm. what she wants to do. But um, she shouldn't disrespect her mother. I'd be interested to know what people's I'd views are. Yeah, I'd love to know what our listeners think uh, about that. 83 311 Our second letter then, Dear Phil, I'm a mother of three kids and I'm afraid I have gotten us into a really bad habit. For the last few months, we have changed how we eat dinner. I know it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but I'm afraid I am starting to uh, divide the family. Before COVID, we always sat down for dinner every time as a family. Because of COVID, we were all at home together all day, so maybe we craved a little bit of space. So when it came to dinner time, the kids went up to their rooms and myself and my husband would eat in front of the telly. We never got out of that habit, and I only realised it last week when I had a big dinner cooked one Sunday for my mother, who was joining us for dinner. When I called for dinner, they all got their plates and scattered. <laughs> so it was just myself and my mother eating at the table. Got the poor pets. It made me realise we need to get back to a family dinner. I made the rule that every Sunday we have dinner together and with the hope that we would build it back up again. But they are all very reluctant at home. I feel like we've lost our connection to each other and I'm trying desperately to get it back now. Should we just accept that this is how we do it now or should I fight for the family dinner? Look, Fran, in the general scheme of things, this is a lovely family and they sound fierce normal to me. Mm. Um, I think COVID was the the 
the rock a lot of us perished on yeah. because we did we did things differently. We certainly did things differently. We departed from routines. Perhaps we got a bit more relaxed. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be saying that this this is a a situation she should worry over much about. Mm. I think it would have been nice if they all had dinner when somebody was when their granny well, the was there arrived over, and, yes. and not be bolting off to the room. And I think it would drive me crazy if uh, I had to be picking up plates and bowls and spoons and forks rooms. and things yeah. from other rooms. And um, you know, it it kind of makes it you know a little bit. I suppose mm. harder, but um, is that? Do you not think though? This is very common. I would I, say I, nowadays. I do think so. it's very common, yeah. and I, I don't. I think she sh- she shouldn't worry too much about it. Um, I don't know what ages her kids are because she doesn't say. Yeah. But I do think that if you have, you're going to a bit of energy and effort and cooking a roast and a Sunday roast and doing the Sunday dinner. Um, it would be nice if they sat around and kind of said, guys, come on, we'll just sit down here at the table and we'll just, you know, mm. whatever. It's just a half an hour. Um, it's mm. just a half an hour, but it's oh. no big deal. In the general scheme of things, this is not at all a problem. This is just how she's feeling about it at the moment. And because I suppose it was highlighted when her mother came to dinner and they all fecked <laughs> off to every corner of the house <laughs> and left her sitting down to I can imagine the face of the grandmother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and she probably, she probably said something, you see. The, I'm sure, the, you know. Yeah. And yes, sure. like, yeah. would you not? Would, would they not? Whatever. But look, in, in in the general scheme of things, this is not something she should over worry about. Right. But but maybe to make the Sunday at least the time. Well, I think that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, it certainly would. You know, I think sometimes you have to put a lot of energy into dinners, and people might make a bit more of an effort at the weekend. I know how casual dinners can be now, sure. and I know p- people's passion of eating, and you know it's it's it can be a bit fractious, but it's 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 a nothing. Um, yeah. You know, I think Mammy's upset because this has happened. But look, she could say to him, "Come on, once a week, uh, will we just not sit and together?" Especially when uh, the grandmother is coming over. Exactly. As well. The final one, then, dear Phil, my wife and I have been married for a few years and have been trying desperately for a few years to get planning permission to build our home on a site on my own family land. After years of trying, it seems we are getting nowhere, throwing money away on it, so we decided, sadly, to abandon the idea. We've been looking to buy around the area until my wife's parents offered their house to build onto. They've suggested that we could build a big extension onto their house and they would live in a granny flat essentially attached. My wife is very excited by the prospect and says we could have childminders on hand when we need them. That she would also uh, be close to her parents if anything happened and she thinks it resolves all of our problems with uh, trying to build. I, on the other hand, see nothing but problems. If we build on uh, to their existing house, how much say will we actually have and will it ever feel like our home? I get on okay with our parents, but I've never had to live with them, so I don't know if we would get on in a normal day-to-day situation. I'm really nervous of the prospect of it. My wife sees nothing but the good things, but all I see are bad. What should I do? Well, look, I think this is complex, um... You'd wonder why they weren't able to get plan permission for for their own site and the family land. Well, it's you, common. It's common for there to be great difficulties, is it not nowadays? Oh, for, and yeah, and I understand yeah. that, but if they may not find it as easy to build onto oh, an existing yes, sorry, house yes. either. Right. Okay. So I mean, I think they on both sides of the kind. There's a problem here. Mm. 
So <clears throat> obviously if they've been trying for years and they've been throwing good money after bad trying to get planning permission and they're not getting the planning permission, there has to be a reason. So the site either isn't suitable or it's the the quality of the site or whatever mm. there's the the engineering report will will show up what the possibility of of refusal could be. Um I understand the husband's situation here mm. because um it's his wife's parents and they're very generously offering them. Mm. But again, that may be fraught also with complications or planning um, decisions. So again, are they going to, you know, see the feasibility of it? I would say they're going to need to go and talk with the council. Mm. And But wouldn't it be a lot easier to get permission to build onto an existing home than to build a house from, from scratch? It may not be, Fran, because, you know, um, people's needs are changing. And I think the idea that, and and I heard Martin Brown on earlier, and he he just, he's such a good speaker. Liam, um, Liam Or Liam, Liam, sorry. And um, he, uh, you know, he's talking about the modular homes. And people, I think, are adjusting that the big sitting room and the the good room. And that's all gone. I mean, people now really do live in a much more relaxed style and they have multi-use rooms. And, you know, so what what you might want, who always gives me the heebie-jeebies is Dermot Bannon, because if you say you have 300,000... (laughs) <laughs> he'll immediately tell you you're not going to get that house built for that yeah. no 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 we'd have to do this and do this and do this I'd kill so him I'd have killed him yeah. within two minutes of him coming into my house the lantern well I wouldn't job. have him in the house in the yeah, first place yeah but anyway so I think this is quite complex they'll have to look at the feasibility of building on and in fact what kind of a style of house is it if there's going mm. to be a plan and so their first meeting should be with um, an engineer to have a look and uh, see what the prospects are. And you know what? Nobody will live forever. We all know that. And um, so they're not going Mm. to be forever living, but they are going to be looking after people as they get older. And it would be nice to be right Mm. by them. But I think this is... The the husband needs to be satisfied that he's not going to have to do... Do you think the parents might be quaking in their boots when when the the wife says, uh, we could have childminders on hand? That's a bit of a... Well, I I don't even know if there's children here, but I I think that's a bit bit bold, being honest, because, you know, um, minding the offspring... Of your children, it, it, it wouldn't be my idea of heaven now. No, well, not all the time, or not on a regular basis. Whatever listeners on to say, building onto the in-laws, Fran and Phil, tell them to run a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I live next door to my in-laws. Worst thing ever, says one of our listeners. Oh, yeah, God, well, you me. see, I think there's complexities <laughs> in it, and I understand about the shortage of houses, and in the general scheme of things, there's a lot of people who would give anything to have this kind of a response, but it's like anything, when you're, you're going to do something, it may not be a simple right of access, parking mm. spaces, how close is it to the road, is it is the site suitable, um, there's all of that to be taken into it, but yeah, you'd see a very successful um, extensions on houses that mm. become the main house, if you like, and they 
as they call it, the granny flat is tacked on at the side. And I don't know what I want to be in a granny flat after being in my house. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be I happy wouldn't with indeed. that. No, no, no. So, no. yeah, this is a complex one, isn't it? Isn't it just indeed? Okay, so a lot more kind of I think they need information to go and gathering. Speak, and well, they need to go definitely and go with the council engineer and have a chat with him and also see why, investigate why were they always refused planning on their own land. And is it a, um, access or egress uh, is the problem there? Is it subsidence in the land? Is there some issue there that is, you know, is going to prevent um, it being a good site? All right. And uh, certainly they seem to have spent a lot of money, so they need to go carefully. But yeah, research it for certain. All right, Phil, great to see you and thanks very much indeed. If you have a problem that you'd like Phil to have a look at, it's tip today at tipfm.com. And if you want to put uh, dear Phil in the subject line there, thanks, Phil, and look after yourself. We'll take a break. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.